the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Verdict is in. Guilty on all 15 counts. But he was guilty before the trial started. Just as you see what is happening right now as Capitol Police are awarded medals for murdering Ashley Babbitt. And they have the audacity not to shake the hands of the Republican political whores who stood there like morons with the medals in their hand. This is the position you're in when you compromise with fascists, with corrupt mafia. It's called the Buttigieg position, and you don't want to be in it. By the way, Rachel Levine is twice the man Pete Buttigieg is. Let's get that out of the way. In the meantime, Joe Biden goes down to Arizona and refuses to go to the border because that's the scene of the crime. I'm impressed he even went to Arizona, which is also the scene of the crime. And not just election fraud, but a money crime, a money laundering scheme. Similar to FTX. It's the border. Because there's more important thing going on. They're going to invest billions of dollars in a new enterprise. See, that's the benefit of having a moron as your front man when you're in a crime syndicate. Every once in a while, they tell the truth. He went down there, and he still doesn't know why he went down there. And today, TSMC has announced a second major investment. They'll construct a second fab here in Phoenix to build chips, the three nano chips, the three nano chip, chips and the three nano. And you know what I'm saying. Let's all laugh that our president has dementia, because at this stage of the game, it is funny. It is funny, and that's what we're going to have to focus on, how funny this is. The whole damn thing is funny because it's led by absolute and total corrupt scum. So it's going to get expensive for the rest of us. And that indictment that Trump is guilty of, get used to that if you're a Republican. Get used to that if you're not in the mafia. It's like uh, all the honest contractors who have been struggling to stay afloat. Well, all the scum contractors who donate to the Democrats grow exponentially and work at O'Hare and other money laundering schemes. They'll never be audited by the IRS, the new Gestapo. You will, the honest people, because this now is officially a banana republic. The good news is they employ freaks. The president was asked as he was leaving the White House uh, if he was going to go to the border. He he said he had, uh, there were more important things going on. Um, Wrong. Can you... Do you clarify those remarks where it was he yeah, being dismissive? I mean, like, happy to. Oh, absolutely not. I mean, I just laid out a couple moments ago. Like, I mean, listen to the way this idiot speaks. Listen to the verbiage, the double talk, the nonsense from Sideshow Bob. Karen Jarpier. She's an absolute moron. 
when the president first walked into the administration, the first thing he did was put forth a comprehensive immigration reform uh, legislation. So that's a comprehensive immigration reform legislation. Mr. Speaker. It has been reported that a near record number of migrants are flocking to our southern border as a Title 42 remain in Mexico policy is set to expire. Initial reports show that over 70,000 immigrants evaded apprehension just in the past month, the highest on record according to preliminary data. This surge in crossings is bringing a national security and humanitarian crisis to our border, even as the Biden administration refuses to provide additional funding to our Custom and Border Patrol agents. 128,000 fentanyl deaths this year. This year. And this freak show of an administration touts some sort of a success or an agenda You better not go to the border. It would be the equivalent of Sam Bankman-Free going to Wall Street. Showed his commitment uh, to dealing with that issue. Uh, Look, the president was was clear that his top priority uh, is investing in the American economy and in American communities. And he's focused on on, on out-competing China and bringing back American jobs. Out-competing China. He's an asset of China. Every policy, every bill. All his agenda of spending in the eco-Nazism, the green agenda, benefits China and hamstrings America. He's doing what he was bribed to do. And Rosemont Seneca will never be audited or tried by a state for tax evasion. None of it. Because this is La Cosa Nostra. Only this time, they're all short in the pants. From overseas. That's what you're going to see today. Uh, and so if anyone believes that the president shouldn't... What about you, Fetterman? What do you have to say? Hi. Good night, everybody. And this campaign is all about, to me, is about they didn't pay the bills and they got her paid. Here's what I think we have to fight about inflation here right now. That's what we need to fight about inflation. We also be able to make more... See? I told you. There's some upside. At least they're fun. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, Fetterman. I'll get to you later in the show. In the meantime... I'm more concerned with the people who are victims of the crime that is the Biden administration. Without that funding, without the tools, without the training and equipment our Border Patrol needs, our safety and our security are at risk. President Biden has never stepped foot at the southern border, and he has worsened and ignored our historic border crisis at each and every turn. Now is the time to end Title 42. Now is the time not to leave our ports of entry vulnerable. And now is not the time to play political games with our... The new Congress is going to be in charge of the checkbook. The new Congress is going to be in charge of these committees and this nonsense government. They better man up and they better do what needs to be done and it starts with an impeachment immediately of a president who is unfit unfit to be where he is and today tsmc has announced a second major investment they'll construct a second fab here in phoenix to build chips the three nano chips the three nano chip chips and the three nano and you know what i'm saying because the democrats will always support the crime The people are irrelevant. It's the crime. Here's Debbie Dingell. Body by Fisher heiress. Trust fund baby. 
Dingle's side action. After Dingle died, she stepped in. It's like Chicago, only this time it's Michigan. Would you like to see him visit the border? I don't care if he visits the border or not. That doesn't, he doesn't need to visit the border to know we've got a problem. He's got Wrong. people that report to him every day about what the problem is. And sometimes we fixate on these little issues. Do you think the president doesn't... I wonder if, you're, uh, if your kid died from fentanyl-laced anything, if it's a little issue. Dingle, you dingbat! Debbie Dingle. Why don't you go back to what you're good at? Put your makeup on. No, we got a problem at the border and what the issues are. Wait, wait, that, I know he does. But, but not necessary to see it firsthand. That's a little issue? I, I, I think he knows it's got to be addressed. He's gotten the reports. He's seen the photos. So that- You think he knows? You have a president with dementia. You have a president who doesn't have his faculties, let alone the issues. He bragged before he got on the plane that it was going to open because of money, let alone the chaos where people, hundreds of thousands of people have died. Millions have crossed. I mean, I, at some point he may or may not go, but I think he knows what's got to get fixed, and you've seen him begin that process. What are the rest of the cohorts working on? in Washington, D.C. while this is going on. We have 26 days left in the calendar year, and there's still a lot we have to do. This week, the House is expected to take up the annual defense authorization bill, priming the Senate to take action perhaps as soon as next week. It's a trillion-dollar war department spending. Trillion dollars. As we speak, America has bombed Russia. They used a couple of Ukrainian Nazis as fronts, but we're the ones that bombed Russia. And the State Department denies it. And the money keeps pouring in. Who's going to come to the rescue? The Democrats? I don't think so, because Debbie Dingell's one of the smarter ones. The Senate's work on funding the government also continues. I just finished a meeting with the Republican leader about finding a constructive path forward to keep the government funded next fiscal year. The government is bankrupt. The integrity of the dollar is destroyed. The Democrats have spent and borrowed us into oblivion, and everybody knew what they would do. Everybody. Leader McConnell and I have both publicly affirmed the importance of getting this done because our troops, our military, and our national security depends on it. And this Wednesday... Always the security. And if you wiggle too much, we're going to mandate you stay home again, or the masks, or we'll shut it all down again, because who is the financial brain trust of this administration? It turns out it's a lawyer, a slip-and-fall scum lobbyist named Ron Klain, who got his credentials because he sat on the lap of Al Gore... And Joe Biden, that's his resume. There's continuing inflation concerns. The Fed has made that pretty clear. Um, uh, And the question is, are we at an economic inflection point in which inflation is going to start to fade as a problem? Or are we still looking at weeks, months, and potentially years of that as the foremost economic concern? Well, I don't have a crystal ball, but I'll tell you the way we look at it. You're a lawyer, a bagman lobbyist. You don't know jack about the economy, moron, except how to corrupt it and how to have a bagman scheme through lobbying. That's what you're good at, Ron. It is that we are starting to see inflation moderate, and we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. This is, this is not a message that inflation is beaten. It is not. It's not that we're past inflation. We are not. But certainly you're starting to see some moderation in inflation and some moderation, some key. Are we, are we starting to see that?
Boy, I wonder if Ron Klain will ever get audited or his lobbyist firm. Well, I mean, we're kind of celebrating, but the truth is inflation is at America's bank accounts this year a little bit hard, and now it's threatening to put a damper on holiday cheer. The price of real Christmas trees has skyrocketed. Everything has skyrocketed, and now that the election is over and they're about to steal Georgia. By the way, Squirrel, let me know when they officially steal Georgia. Now we could take the mask off the feudalnomics that is the cost of having a criminal enterprise run your country. The other ramification is prepare for your audit. Everyone get ready for the IRS letter. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Cheers, Making your way in the world I know Kirstie Alley died. It's a tremendous loss, but she had a tremendous life. Taking a tremendous life. It's a life of achievement. I love it. 312-642-5600. Craig and Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, John. Thanks for taking my call. And I'll tell you what. You are right on the, right on the target and on fire. Well, I appreciate that, but I, I, I can't I can't tell you how aggravating it is. While all of the chicanery goes on, the, the, the rats back in the in Washington DC are continuing to spend our money and if that's not a big enough atrocity, we are now bombing Russia and pretending the Ukrainians all of a sudden figured out how to do it. Idiots. Well hey I'll tell you what, it's super it's super dangerous for you, Sean, because you're taking you're you're exposing what's going on and everything, and here's the thing. When the FBI took and tried to ditch and lose the, uh, destroy the information on the Biden crime family and Hunter and all that, here they are still going after Trump. And it's like you got going after all his people. And they, they got him. For three they, years they got the laptop. Three fracking years. Did they pull the tax records on any one of the 87 LLCs that the crack-smoking scumbag is a part of? Did they pull the tax records of any one of them? No, I'm so I'm so sick of pretending this is not a third world banana republic, and it's our neighborhoods that allowed it to be. We allowed these Democrat roaches to walk around like men, like lawyers, like aldermen. For how long? All the time, they're two bit third world gangsters. They make me sick to my stomach. It is a third world banana republic now with these people. I know, I know. Very frustrating. Let's get on for more of it. Thank you very much. Let's go a little bit different than usual little different than usual because being a man i don't like when men beat up women bully kids or kill female veterans who are unarmed i don't like it and i really don't like it when they're celebrated let us say a special thank you to the capitol police ceremonial unit and the metropolitan police honor guard for the presentation and retiring of the colors we gather here exactly 23 months ago. She is good for this, though, huh? Let him hang. Let him hang, Pelosi. Get off the table. She's good for a good speech, a good fluff speech. Our nation suffered the most staggering assault on democracy since the Civil War. Wrong. Director Ray, does, it, does the FBI have confidential human sources? Um... Did the FBI have confidential human sources embedded within the January 6th protesters on January 6th of 2021? 
Well, Congressman, as I'm sure you can appreciate, I have to be very careful about what I can say about. I know what happened. January 6th was a day of horror and heartbreak. It is also a moment of extraordinary heroism. Really? Wrong. When Even our, now, because that's what you I, told us two years finish, ago. May I finish? Uh, about when we do and do not and where we have and have not used confidential human sources. Uh, but to the extent that there's a suggestion, for example, that the FBI's confidential human sources or FBI employees in some way instigated or orchestrated January 6th, that's categorically false. Did you have? Is it false? They had the laptop for three years. In August of the election year, something else happened. Senator Grassley wrote you a letter on July 25th of 2020 in which uh, he said that whistleblowers to his office uh, reported that FBI officials initiated a scheme to downplay derogatory information on Hunter Biden for the purpose of shutting down investigatory activity related to his potential criminal exposure by labeling it, quote, disinformation. Boy, that's a... That's a familiar term. Uh, so for all of 2020, the FBI ran cover for the crack-smoking son of Joe Biden, the whole time having the absolute evidence that he wasn't just a crack-smoking, whoremongering rat. He was the bag man for Joe Biden. Bag man. And they wanted to make sure he would be president. Confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters inside the Capitol on January the 6th, prior to the doors being opened? Prior to the doors being open. And then we're going to give awards to the Capitol Police. Staring down deadly violence and despicable bigotry, our law enforcement officers... Maybe they were having coffee with the FBI agents who were dressed like Trump supporters. Maybe. Can't get an answer out of Ray. Ray's not good for answers, but we can come to one conclusion. There's only one victim of violence. One. On January 6th. This morning, new details about 35-year-old Ashley Babbitt, who was shot and killed by a Capitol Police officer. Video captures the moment she fell to the ground during the chaos. 125 pounds, unarmed, shot point blank in the neck. What's the penalty? Bravely stood in the breach, ensuring for demo- that democracy survived on that dark day. So on- Hey, scumbag inside trading political whore that you are democracy died when you stole the election you and your mafia it just doubled down and was buried when you certified it and now i know what you're trying to do rewrite history dingbat so people think you're anything other than what you are a third world political whore oligarch it's all you were ever going to be on behalf of the United States Congress and the American people, it is my honor to present the Congressional Gold Medal to the United States Capitol Police, the Metropolitan Police. I hope they gave it to the shooter. And then these fat-ass, good-for-nothing cream puffs thought they were going to give the cold shoulder to the Republicans. I'm not a Republican. I'm an American citizen. And I know what you scumbags are. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. It's to intimidate you where you are supposed to be afraid to state the obvious. That's how mafias take over. That's how criminals walk arrogantly. 
through neighborhoods they destroyed. That is what's happening right now. Only the neighborhood is Washington, D.C. Police and every hero of January 6th from every agent that responded that day. I don't think so, dingbat. As others warned of the danger, medics then rushing her to the hospital, but she later died. A documentarian says he witnessed the shooting. She was going, like, going strong. And next thing I know, she was shot. I, I do remember yelling guns when I saw guns and trying to warn her from going in. Like, it was like very slow motion because I was trying to, in my mind, trying to capture this scene. Inside the house chamber, they broke the glass. Lawmakers were hiding, including Congressman Mark Wayne Mullen, who is defending the officer's actions. He didn't have a choice at that time. The mob was going to come through the door. There was The mob was going to come through the door. She was 125 pounds without a weapon. A lot of members and staff that Who exactly uh, were in danger swirling? at the time. Babbitt was a 12-year Air Force veteran living in San Diego with her husband. Her family describes her as loving and says she was a staunch supporter of the president. So she sounds real dangerous, huh? 125 pounds, mother of two. Veteran. Veteran. Shot in the neck. My only granddaughter. Uh, I'm trying to Her grandfather says Babbitt attended every Trump rally she could. Excellent patriot, an avid Donald Trump fan. Um, and she was shot in the neck by some fat-ass Democrat apparatchik who donated only to the Democrat Party, who had his job like so many of these fat-ass cream puffs in the city of Chicago because they knew Democrats and paid Democrats. Boy, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Welcome back. Elon Musk reporting that FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried donated more than a billion dollars to Democrats before the crypto firms collapsed. Far more than many expected. A lot of people talking about the 40. Wait, they said he only gave 40 million. Now it's a billion, a billion. And you want to know how he was able to operate? With the grace of the SEC and the CFTC? Because he bribed them. As if it were Haiti, or Venezuela, or Cuba, or any other third world hellhole despot run sewer of corruption. Only this time it's Washington. At least in Washington you get gold medals. May this medal the highest honor that Congress can bestow. Take your medal and shove it, Nancy, where Paul likes his stinky hammers. Rats. Tom, Blue Island. Sean Ditto's brother. You know, Ashley Babbitt was wedged in a door. She did, the glass was broken. She wasn't her going anywhere. And this her. scumbag, Michael Burns, held the gun her. out, reached. It was called out to a gun, as a gun. And then not only did he shoot her, any police officer that shoots someone is supposed to immediately give assistance. He uh, ran away like a coward. Not if you shoot the right person, then you get a medal. Then you get a medal. Ashley Babbitt, a mother of two, 12-year Air Force veteran, unarmed, 125 pounds, murdered. It's outrageous. Thank you, Tom, for the call. It's aggravating, isn't it? It's even more aggravating when they get away with it. It's even more aggravating when they're celebrated, when this is called an insurrection. When, when it, was it really? Was it really? Again, I had to be very careful. It should be a no. Can you not tell the American people? No, we did not have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters positioned inside the Capitol. Gentlemen, time has expired. 
starting to smell like one of those false flags, one of those operations. It also explains why you were working on it since you had the laptop in late 2019, how the FBI was intimidating, censoring, propagandizing, and trying to even so far as to intimidate senators. That scheme was hatched in August of 2020. Uh, also included, he said, in August 2020, FBI supervisor, supervisory intelligence analyst Brian Otten opened an assessment which was used by FBI headquarters team to improperly discredit negative Hunter Biden information as disinformation and cause investigative activity to cease. Have you responded to uh, Senator Grassley's letter that he wrote over three months ago? Uh, Senator, I know there have been a whole slew of letters. I believe we've responded to a number of them, but I'm sitting here right I, I, now. I can't you, tell you, you which you, ones you have not. responded to. And which ones. Uh, have you looked into those charges that there was a scheme hatched in August 2020 to downplay the derogatory information on Hunter Biden? Have you looked into that personally? We have, as we speak, uh, a number of personnel matters that are underway, and I, for as reasons I'm sure you can... Now get on your jet and go to the Anirondacks. We went from the radio shows, I was a communist for the FBI, to I am a communist in the FBI. Mike, Southside. Hey, hey, uh, Sean, you know, I was actually, I was there. And, you know, and I answered all the questions the FBI, they contacted me, and I'm not going to go on where a bunch of rats are anyway. But if they didn't want people in that building, they're freaking steel doors. They weren't going to get in. They, they wanted people in because it became the greatest weapon against the rebuttal to what is an asset of enemies, foreign and domestic. Not only does this president have dementia, he's a bribed asset of criminals on this, in this country and abroad. That's who he is. And he's protected from the very people who are supposed to stop and prevent this kind of atrocity that is the Biden administration. I am sorry you went through that. But we should know from now on, our government is trying to trap us. And we are not the only ones. The reason I'm a little sensitive uh, on August, August uh, 2020 is that on August 6th, both Senator Grassley and I received an unsolicited briefing by members of the FBI which I knew was immediately was a setup. No new information whatsoever. Uh, I knew it was a setup, and I was correct because nine months later, on May 1st, it was leaked to the Washington Post to smear me. I have written you publicly a number of times asking who directed that briefing. Are you prepared to tell me in public who directed that briefing now? Senator, when, first off, I can't discuss specific defensive briefings more broadly, and that's a long-standing practice. So tell, tell, me, tell, tell me then why have you refused to meet with us to privately tell us who directed that briefing? So if I may finish my answer to the question. It's long-standing practice not to discuss specific defensive briefings. We have, as my understanding, responded in writing to a letter that you sent, I think it's all it's just beer, it's bureaucratic, it's bureaucratic gobbledygook is what that is. And, and, That's and not a response. We offered in that letter to provide a senior executive of the FBI to walk through in detail our process. What your process is, but not specifically who directed a briefing that was used to smear me. Have you looked into the leaking of that briefing to The Washington Post? Have you investigated that? I'm not going to discuss specific investigations as to the briefing question and who directs it. Let me be very clear about this. 
Yeah. When it comes to election-related defensive briefings, there is not a single person who makes that decision. That is an interagency process that was set up by the prior administration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me be very clear, and I'll never be clear. I appreciate it. We can't discuss oh, I know that's always your excuse. Matters. No, I, I got it. I, I understand how you remain above the law by using that excuse repeatedly. And if they're willing to try and trap sitting senators, sitting congressmen, do you think they're not willing to cook the evidence against you? What do you think it's going to look like when the IRS comes a-hunting for you and me? Chris, Milwaukee. It'll look bloody in my house, I'll tell you that. Um, hey, I've got one comment, Sean. The new Congress, if they had any chutzpah, they should give that exact same congressional medal to Ashley Babbitt posthumously. And her have family should in take it and throw and it right in their, their faces. Children, if they're old enough, and yeah. then they have the opportunity to explain on the record exactly what happened that day. It's aggravating, Chris. It's aggravating. Damn because right. What we have to come to realize is that the very reason we had such security in our freedom and our liberty has been undermined and backdoored, and we have been the victims of a seditious conspiracy called the Democrat Party. Thank you very much for your call. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just... Disgusting, sexist pig, and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM 560, the answer. I cannot believe that we burned the first hour. What the hell is going on? The Dimwood and Diapers had this to say in Arizona as well. What I'm most excited about is people are starting to feel a sense of optimism as they see the impact of the achievements in their own lives. Only the recipients of your mafia, they're optimistic. Welfare roaches, you got extra bump this month too. Everybody but the working man, the real working man. Not the uh, fat asses at Tom's Steakhouse who make stools disappear in one squat. Matt, South Bend. Sean, appreciate your passion. Thank you, brother. You are right on, and I was going to mention the best thing that those officers should have is alligator shoes. They win those because they're in the swamp. <laughs> I, I like think, it. I think, it's, it, it. You know what? We got it, We did the swamp, and it never, it never really took. We've got to go a little bit deeper because mafia guys don't walk around in swamps. This is the Ravenite Social Club that would have made John Gotti blush. The only difference between any of them is John Gotti never had a pension. That's the same mafia. Thank you, Matt Southman. Larry Oak Forest. Yeah, hi, uh, Sean. I was calling. You know, I listen to conservative uh, radio and television all day long. All right. And all of them are, you know, they're all hyped up about this uh, Twitter thing with uh, Biden. And I'm just not so confident. They're convinced that it's going to bring Biden down. Uh, I just wonder, what do you think? He's above the law, babe. When you have the FBI running cover, planning false flag operations, trying to entrap senators who are trying to investigate a crack-smoking bagman who was the son of the nominee. Before he was the nominee, they had the information. And they still ran cover. Who's going to exactly get him in trouble, Larry? Nobody. I don't know. Is this is say, I listen to Hannity and uh, Bongino and uh, all those guys. You know, they're all 
convinced I, this is going to lead to a lone ranger. Biden's downfall. What we need is what Larry Clayman and a couple of very good, strong state politicians want to do. I want to secede because the government, the body of the government is corrupted. They're not going to fix it. They're going to fuel it with our money. And the only answer that I can come to is secession. Because at this stage of the game, when the corruption is this obvious, this notorious, and this beyond reproach, beyond investigation, where you get awarded and praised for your criminality, I don't think there's any saving it. That's what I think. That's hey, my answer. Thank you, Larry. I have to look you up, Sean. I'm thinking of moving to Florida. This is the answer. This is what I tell everybody. I was on the phone all day today. This is what I tell everybody. Because if you're in a state that cheers its own corruption, its own demise, you got to get out of it. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This particular kind of Ponzi scheme, Keynesian soiree of corruption we're calling an economy, is very difficult for people of principle to tolerate. My next guest is one of those people. He is an Emirates professor of finance at Ramapo College in New Jersey. He's the author of numerous, numerous essays about the economy. He's also got one of my favorite titles of any book, Tax-Free 2000, Why the Federal Reserve Sucks, Universal Medical Care. From concept to end of life and navigating the boom-bust cycle, his name is Dr. Murray Sabrin. His new book, From Immigrant to Public Intellectual, An American Story. Thank you so much for joining me, Doctor. How are you? I'm great, Sean. Great to be with you. This is particularly annoying to me because I, like you, like to think of myself as a propertyist. It's often called a capitalist. I believe in the principles of Americanism and the idea of freedom and liberty and property rights. I, however, like you, am in a very, very super minority in this country as we are tugged between a duopoly of corruption. And I'm looking for fundamentals to win the day. Ultimately, the lie has to end, does it not? There's no question about it. Uh, I've been I've been following the economy for decades, and uh, what we do is very simple. I have to get my message out from from coast to coast, and let the people know that the big government doesn't work, and the evidence is all around us. But your book, we your have. Book. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say your new book. I'm I'm thinking about it, and I I didn't. I confess I didn't read it, but from immigrant to public intellectual, an American story. The reason so many of us have that story of being descendants from immigrants, or there's so many immigrants that came here, is because we're the only country that was based in the rights of the individual. And those rights made us the youngest and the richest country. And it's taken 246 years, give or take, to undermine those principles. And I believe we are at the forefront of where we devolve into a USSA. 
and the government continues to spend and continues to bankrupt. We're bumped up against the debt ceiling and the promise of just more spending and more taxation is the only solution. How can new immigrants come here with the confidence that they will be able to achieve? And are they coming for that? Or, in your opinion, are they coming to ride the welfare roller coaster? What do you think? Well, that's an interesting question. I, I think most people that come here really believe that that this is the land of opportunity. My parents uh, decided to take me and my older brother to America in 1949 because they were the only ones in their families to survive the Holocaust. And, and my father wanted to be in a country where this something like what he experienced could never happen. And so uh, we came here. And uh, we forged a life for ourselves. And my mission as a public intellectual, so to speak, is to tell my story in my new book and how America is is for people who want freedom and liberty and, and breathe without the oppression of the government. Where does that exist? As you're talking, I'm thinking, where does this exist? Where do these principles exist anymore? And how, do, how similar have we become to the European fascistic, totalitarian, socialist countries that are servants and serfs to the government. Well, this is why I am so upset about what the Biden administration has done. Because in just a couple short years, the Biden administration has taken us to nearly a full-blown fascist society. Uh, Our free speech rights are under assault. Parental rights in the public schools are being diminished every day. And uh, this whole woke cancel culture is really an anathema to what the founding fathers wanted for this country. You know, Doctor, as, you, as, um, as you're talking, I'm thinking about what happened, why your parents had to leave and after surviving the Holocaust, but what led up to that? And the chant by other citizens in Germany, the chant to intimidate, to strip property, to imprison, to become the kind of totalitarian society could only come that way if it had support of the people. I feel like that's what I've lived through over the last three years. It was said that the Nazis were from the right. I've never believed that. I always thought the Nazis were from the left. They got power by espousing this utopian uh, reality that we could all li- that they could all live in if only the government and the organized government took care of everything. It feels like that's what I've gone through over the last three years. Well, people don't realize that the Nazi Party is the, na- the nationalist socialist party. Communism and socialism and fascism are the two sides of the same coin. It's called statism, where we all have to genuflect before the state that tells us what to do, that's in charge of so many sectors of the, of the economy, and it tells business people what to do. And, and this is a sad reality. Business people buy into this because they get subsidies, they get grants, and they get the access to the levers of power, which gives them special privileges that they would not get in the free market. And that's why COVID and the reaction of COVID and the takeover of all those businesses and all those properties shows that the duopoly is, is, is achieving what it set out to do. It backdoor nationalized America, and it did it 
through COVID. My question to you is, do you think it can be undone? What do you predict? Well, this is the hardest thing to do, is predicting the future. As, as one Nobel Prize winning economist said, uh, uh, prediction is hard, especially about the future. And so uh, I believe that we saw communism collapse before our eyes in the Soviet Union. And so what we need to do is keep on pushing back, educating the public, and the objective conditions of big government will crumble before our eyes. Really, this is good news because, you know, it's, it's, it's astonishing to me that there are still people that continue to believe the only entity in this country that has continuously lied, the pathological government. And yet all they need to do is paint a new picture. And it's to the point now where this isn't a republic the way I thought a republic was supposed to run. This is a collectivist society where they're trying to give me an actor that I find palatable to make me feel comfortable about giving away the property rights this country is built in. And I'm wondering if there's ever going to be this, the point where we, the people, say, no, you cannot continue to bankrupt us. No, you must. We want to give an, I want an audit of the government rather than hoping that the IRS doesn't audit me. And I'm wondering, are there enough people left in a society to do that? Or am I seeing the separation that I took a part of and went to a state that I felt was run honestly? And is that maybe a better move than hoping for the Washington, D.C. Caligula of, of crime to right the wrongs that they've been perpetrating for 80 years? I think that's a great point. Decentralization is the key to our salvation. I'm here in Florida now for the past year and a half, and not only is the air much cleaner than New Jersey where I move from, <laughs> but you have so much more freedom than other states around the country. People are flocking to Florida at the rate of a thousand a day, and uh, real estate is booming, and it, it, will it will continue to boom because people realize that they can live in a state and not be oppressed by the government even though Washington still has its tentacles all over the country. That's where I live. And it's astonishing to me. I'm in Naples. I don't know where you are, but I'm in Naples. So and am I. A, oh, well, you're going to meet me at Vincente of London, and I'm going to buy you a cigar because I'd love to meet you. But what's funny, Great. doctor, is that I go to this cigar store, and as I go there, they have become all my friends, and they're all older than me, and some are younger, but they're all from blue states. They're all former business owners. They're all optimists. They're all Americans. And I'm seeing mm -hmm. a collapse of party affiliation, which I'm excited about. Yeah. Because yeah. this idea that the Republican Party is going to save us, it reminds me of how many times you have to stick a, a fork in a light socket before you realize you're going to get shot. <laughs> and I think we need to address it using the very language that's been weaponized against our principles by declaring ourselves what I am. I am the real liberal. I am the, the person who espouses true liberalism. And I think that is the way we take back this country. Because I think so many people who think themselves liberal have voted for a mafia not recognizing what the Democrat Party has become. Oh, there's no question about it. Uh, one thing we have to realize is that the root of liberal and libertarianism is liberty. That's what a classical liberal was. The 19th century liberal was a libertarian. 
the Declaration of Independence is a libertarian document. It talks about the liberties and the rights of human beings. And the Bill of Rights is supposed to protect us against an intrusive government. And unfortunately, in my lifetime, we've seen the Democrats go further and further left, and the Republicans, when they had power, did not push back. And that's why we're in the mess we're in it. And, and, and Doctor, in 2010, we had the movement of what was called, ironically, a Tea Party. Yet the vast majority of those politicians that were elected under the single mission, the single mission of repealing Obamacare, cozied up to it and became the step-and-fetch political whores that the Democrats are. And so many of them were wooed by the system of corruption that is the lobbying, that is K Street. I believe that until K Street is boarded up, main streets across this country will be. All of these assets in the Joe Biden administration that are presenting themselves as uh, finance experts like Ron Klain, this is a lawyer who did nothing but become a lobbyist. They are trying to tell us how to fix the economy. Joe Biden is the greatest asset to the labor extortion mafia called unions. He creates this money and spends it and blows it. And simultaneously, the rest of the Democrats are positioning to borrow more. Isn't this simply a game at this point? And how do the good people in this country demand it stops? Well, this is why it doesn't take a majority to change policy. It takes a relentless minority. I think Thomas Jefferson said it. That all we have to do is keep on letting the politicians know that there's a better way that, to organize our economy than what they've been proposing and enacting for, for decades. And so uh, I'm, I'm on a mission since I retired two and a half years ago in my writing, in my speeches, in my, in my radio interviews, is to reach as many Americans as possible. I fight this idea of compromising with collectivism. You can compromise with your wife. You can compromise mm-hmm. with your friend or your children, but you cannot compromise with the wrong answer. I am 50. I'm in my mid-50s, 55. All of my life since I've been paying attention, the answer, what was called conservatives, what was called the Reagan revolution, always beat home the simple, correct answers when it comes to the financial spending and all the rest of it. Yet, the wrong answer is where government gains its strength. Why must Republicans continue to push among the people that we must compromise with wrong answers? Can they not recognize what happened in New York, in New Jersey, in Chicago, and these other Democrat sewers that are uninhabitable for decent people anymore? Do you think that maybe there is going to be a push this year with this new Congress to maybe fight back, or will they be lured the way the Tea Party was? What, what do you think, with your experience, you're gonna, we're going to live through? Well, since you have a divided Congress, it's going to be difficult for the Republicans to get anything through that Biden will sign. So basically, we're in a holding pattern now. But the question is, will the Republicans, will the Republicans compromise on the budget and, and spending keeps on going up? If that's the case, then they're going to lose in 2024. They have yes. to make the case that limited government and free enterprise are the ways that we have a stronger economy and that we need to reduce the power of the federal government and stop meddling around around the world and having these proxy wars. Isn't that where the bread is really buttered? And it, doesn't that explain 
why since the end of World War II, we've been fighting various proxy wars. Because we, the people, subject our, or, or, or really surrender our suspicion when we feel threatened. And what I'm shocked about is that the year 2022, we're still taking the 1970 excuses. In an era where I can look into my phone and talk to my kids that are thousands of miles away, we have politicians that refuse to talk to other politicians. Should we not demand that there be some sort of a, a, a communication with the opposing side before we get through another world war? Or is this something where both sides are in on it because they both like the scheme of a proxy war? Well, they both love to spend. They love this big government overseas. What I find appalling is our intervention in the Middle East, which did nothing for the freedom of the people there. I lived through the Vietnam War as a college student. It was a total disaster. 58,000 Americans died. Uh, hundreds of thousands came back wounded and, and maimed. And uh, over, what, 2 million Southeast Asians died. I was in Vietnam about 10 years ago. They love Americans. They hate the French. They hate the Chinese because they were subjugated by them. But during the Vietnam War, they saw there was a robust anti-war movement in the United States, and they understood that the people did not support Johnson's intervention. When you see what's going on in Ukraine, I am well aware of the civil war that was going on for eight years there. Why do you think it's never talked about? This is amazing. This shows you the corruption at the highest level. And Twitter last week revealed the, the uh, Biden-incorporated corruption that's been with us for decades. And this is why Lord Acton had it right. Power corrupts and absolute, corrupt, absolute power corrupts absolutely. So we need to downsize the federal government, decentralize, and it's going to take a grassroots movement to do so. We need to, t- we need to take the Tea Party and put it on steroids. Yes. We'll call it the Liberty Party. In the meantime, Absolutely. I'm serious. I want to have a cigar with you, Ed Vincente. You, you, you stay on the line. I, I, if you don't mind, I want the, my producer to get your phone number. I can't wait to meet you in person because it's an honor to meet somebody who's been fighting for the right side of things for all these years. Thank you so much for the new book, From Immigrant to Public Intellectual, an American Story, and your other book. Where can uh, the people buy it? Can they get everything on Amazon? Everything on Amazon, but here's a special deal for my new book. Starting tomorrow and this coming Friday, people can get the Kindle edition for free. Oh. And it's all of, and it's also available for free next Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So, so all your listeners across the country can read my story of it, from coming to America in 1949 and running for governor in 1996. Really? Dr. Murray Sabrin, I cannot thank you enough for coming on the show, making yourself available for me, and uh, I look forward to meeting you. Thank you so much, Sean. Great. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. I remember after September 11th, a couple of lawyers got together, talked to a few victims, and they decided to sue Saudi Arabia. How'd that work out? 
Is there a lawsuit against China? I remember after the first couple of victims died, father of a daughter, if I remember correctly, tried to sue China or was going to put a lawsuit. What's the status now? David, 294. Sean, I wish I knew the status. Yeah. I wish I knew people that were talking about it. I wish it was in the media. Yeah. Meanwhile, while we're watching the birdie, high to the left, low to the right, I have not heard about a municipality, a state, a country, a corporation, or a, group, a class action suit suing the Chinese government for their lapse in dealing with how that virus was handled and letting that couple fly to Milan. While all domestic Chinese travel was stopped, international travel continued. Forget if it was a lab or if it was the market. How about the Chinese government's uh, involvement in deciding, let the world get this curse and, yeah. and we'll treat it differently until they figure it out? You know, I'm interested because I don't know how that would go, right? A lawsuit in China. Who gives a rip? They're a communist country. I mean, the, the, you're, are, you, are you tilting at windmills? Or would it be better targeted for a lawsuit against Pfizer? Because my question goes back to 2009 and a research and development lab that was opened up multi-million dollars in Wuhan, China. And they already had a facility in Shanghai. And it's not an announcement that's out. It's in, like, Pharma Times is where I first discovered it. Luckily, I saved it. But who benefited is who the culprit is. And then I would sue the NIH. I would sue Dr. Fauci directly. Because I don't think the anger should be with the Chinese government any more than usual. After all, they're a communist country. They should be anger towards them anyway. Where I think the anger should lie is in the co-conspirators of the greatest weapon to ever be used against the individual liberty and freedom of American people and the world. So I think Pfizer should be the the defendant, not China. Sean, Sean, can I leave you with this? Your last guest was fantastic. And while I was waiting on hold, it made me think. Remember when he said how the Vietnamese people started realizing, you know what, there was an anti-war movement, and they respected America for that. Yeah. Well, how about an anti-Chinese government movement based on their... Uh, tyranny with there the was there was David it was called Hong Kong and the and the Trump administration <laughs> let that go very quietly and that was if you if you listen to me I was filling in I didn't have my show at the time that to me was a tremendous blunder Hong Kong was the way to break apart the Chinese Communist Party instead we let I don't know how many hundreds if not thousands of people be murdered and Hong Kong is now just a neighborhood in China. Thank you very much David. It's an interesting position to have. I'm all for it, but I only want to really fight fair battles where I can win except when it comes against the Democrat mafia. Then I want to fight constantly, litigate every day about what a syndicate, what a crime organization it is and how they laugh at us when they're not coughing. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> What is keeping him upright? Dwayne Oak Forest. Hello. Hi, Dwayne. Hey, what's going on, Sean? Hey, I, I, I know you're a Christian. I know this might be on crazy things to say right now, but well, The phone is getting choppy, brother. I barely heard you, but go ahead. All right. It's the NSA. So basically, in the Bible, it's full trumpet. I, I, we have a terrible connection with Dwayne. Let's get him. Let's organize that because I want to hear. But he said, "Bible, it's not my forte, brother. I, it's not my wheelhouse." Phil, Merrillville. Yeah, Sean. Uh, 
I think the biggest threat to this country is the FBI and the intelligence agencies because they're operating for the Democrat Party. And any time that they're working for one party, if the Republicans want to question something, they, they always go back to, oh, we can't talk about it. It's under an investigation. We can't give you that. And it all boils down to they're the biggest threat out there, even more so than the Democrat Party, because they control everything and they operate under their own set of rules. Yeah, I mean, they, I they guess basically, the, I guess if the they do something wrong, yeah, the Germans they can get disciplined for it, but they, that's up to the head of the FBI. Listen, the greatest Who's threat... Who's to say they can't delete evidence, um, lie, and whenever we want to get that information, they could just say we can't talk about it. Phil, Martin Luther King's group and Martin Luther King have been saying that since Martin Luther King became a name everybody knew. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. I I think we cannot keep going like this. Right? So this is is why the question of who watches the watchers is the scariest and most important question that can be asked by an American citizen. Who watches the watchers is your broader point. And once the government becomes corrupted, you you have but two solutions. And mine is very, very simple. Get the good governments left in this country. Utilize the ideals of federalism and secede. Sorry, Phil. I agree with you on that, brother. Thank you. But I think we need more than that because they can block everything we're trying to do with lies and and tampering with evidence. And it, it just... Who's to say they can't interfere on my interview an election yesterday with the technology inter- they have? Did you hear my interview yesterday with the 33-year FBI veteran who retired and is appalled at the new modern FBI? The key is there yeah. were such good men there at one time. You also have to hope that there, and this is it, and I'm not big on hoping, brother. Believe me, it pains me to even say it but that there are still a few left that want to fix things. The only question is, where is the outlet that they go to that won't double-cross them? And that's why the outlet has to be in a state where the state government wants to protect them. I'm telling you, I think it's time to, to really benefit and, 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 and kind of arrange the, uh, the movement that, um, what's, what's that organization that the states is doing? My mind went blank. Damn it, Phil. Uh, I celebrate. I talked to the owner, Honey Bunny. Who's the guy? Remember we had him on? The states are getting together and they're signing the documents against the federal go- government. God, I feel like Joe Biden. You know, I, I, I did have my 55th birthday, Phil. It must be that. <laughs> Article of, uh, it's right on the tip of my tongue, Phil. We'll get to it. I'm going to go back to Dwayne. Dwayne, help me with this. Go ahead. How are you, Dwayne? Hey, hopefully you can hear me. Hey, actually, January 6th, at, uh, we're going in front of the Supreme Court for uh, voter election fraud with Trump. Did you Wait, hear that? You, you're doing what? The, the phone Is that any better? This phone, I don't know what happened. A little better. All right, but basically here. January 6th, we go Convention in front of, of States, Dwayne. Convention Trump. of States. I knew you'd for inspire me. For the midterm and for the 2020 election. Brother, they already searched now, Arizona. I know this might sound beyond crazy, but I'm going to tell you, okay? Now, I know you're a religious guy. I believe you got a good heart. If you think about this for a second, there's a bunch of things I could tell you, and, and I, I'm telling you, your audience would love to hear it. All right. Now, in the Bible, it says, my Trump will trump it. Nobody never knew what that truly meant. 
for the last 2,000 years. <laughs> If that you're telling me Donald that the Trump Bible was going to was talking about Donald Trump, brother, I love you, but come time on. Israel was made a country, a nation. My 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 king will announce my Israel as a nation to the yeah. world, and Donald Trump fulfilled that. Did you catch all that? I caught some of it. We got a real back. It's like a. It's like your hey, phone you just says camels on, on the back of it. Yeah. Well, I, I could tell you. I'm going to tell you some stuff that'll blow your mind away, Sean. I'm telling right. you. You got to listen. All right, to listen. I listen, Dwayne, but I. I don't think the. I mean, I don't think the Bible mentioned Trump, but I could be wrong. I don't know much about it. Ed, John, how you doing, buddy? Good. How are you? Good. Hey, uh. uh Talking about uh, Biden's what is with our phone lines at? I can't barely hear you. See, and then when it goes to the Bible, I'm going to think about that call for a while. I guess some people can get the Bible to say whatever they want. The issue um, that it, it really drove a lot of people to the polls was the issue of abortion and women's right to have self-determination over our own bodies. Um, this is a state that's got one of the strictest abortion bills, laws in the country. Um, it's one of the hardest states in the United States for a woman to exercise her, her rights. And this is also a state that's got Tyler Perry and lots of industry and lots of folks coming from out of state to work here in the industry. Um, your opponent, Herschel Walker, was one of the few people that was running in this cycle to stand up and support Lindsey Graham's idea of a national ban on abortion, um, which is something Republicans would very much like to do. Um, do you do you think that that is going to be a fight that you're going to have to have? Are we looking at trying to fight a national abortion ban? Well, I think that's one of the things that's on the ballot tomorrow. And it is uh, Herschel Walker's position on this is extreme. He says he wants a national ban. No exceptions. That would include rape, incest, the life of the mother. I think that's out of step with the women of Georgia, Democrats and Republicans. And Reverend um, for abortion. It's 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 that's one of the, the it's one of the things that's on the ballot. It's gonna get worse. And hang on. you know, I get a lot of pushback from people who seem to think that they own the interpretation of the gospel. Okay. But I've I've been studying the scriptures my whole life. I'm I'm committed to the faith. Uh-huh. And as a pastor, I have a profound reverence for life. Uh-huh. And as a pastor and a person of faith, I have a deep respect for choice. And I you know what else he has? He has a $6,000 suit squirrel. You have one of those baronies? I don't think you do. I still think, as I've said time and time again, that a patient's room is too small and cramped a space for a woman, her doctor, and the United States government. But if we care about life, you know, black women are dying three to four times the rate of, of white women in childbirth as a result of childbirth. And so if you care about life, we ought to find a way. That's a place where government could show up yeah. and address the obvious bias in our healthcare system. It, it's what Jesus would do. It, I think it's exactly what Jesus uh, would do. Sen- Jesus wrong, would be wrong, 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 wrong. Jesus would be pro-choice according to that reverend. I don't know what it says in there, but I'm pretty sure it's against that. Right, Reverend? But then again, I don't wear Brioni suits. I bought my real estate with my money, not the church's. And I don't fly in private jets. What about you, Senator Scumbag? 312-642-5600. Ta-da! You're a Democrat. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. 
AM 560. The answer. Donald Trump's name isn't really Trump. Bavarian. And the real Fuhrer, the real German name starts with an F, and it means drum. It's the American translation. Like Klaus Schwab. His name isn't really Schwab. I think it's Schwansteiger, which is ironically the name I use for my... Thank you very much, Madam President, uh, Ursula. Uh, what speech, I mean, uh, comprising uh, so many such important issues. I just would uh, like to highlight uh, what you said about the European uh, CHIPS Act, because uh, it's an important step to create a physical brain. Uh-huh. for digitalization and to have it located to a certain extent in Europe. You're going to digitalize the brains in Europe with your Schwansteiger? He's perfect. Perfect. I, I just would uh, like to highlight uh, what you said about the European uh, CHIPS Act because uh, it's an important step to create a physical brain for digitalization and to have it located to see whenever you think things are bad just remember it could be worse you could be a european with klaus schweinsteiger wanting to digitalize your brain (laughs) we got a reverend that wants to abort people says jesus is in with it and we got a klaus schweinsteiger who wants to digitalize your brain ed in chicago hey sean how's your Uh, schweinsteiger ed Go ahead. I want to know. Uh, Our phones are being hacked. Damn it. Frankie, Lake <laughs> County. Hey, Sean, what's up, man? I was just talking about the whole neighborhood, and I have my condolences to you about your body. And oh, thank you, Frank. Yesterday. Thank you. I appreciate and, you know, it made me think about the buddies I lost this year, like Pizza Caesar and Andy Benelli. And I, my grandma lived on Harlan and Montrose, not far from Ellis Park. No, that's a good area, too. I have a very good friend of mine, Lolino, lived yeah. over there. Wonderful guy. Yeah, it was great. You know, back in the day, cruising up Harlem Avenue, you know, and uh, it was beautiful back yeah. then. And I wish people could just kind of get back to the roots. It's Christmas, we have families, and uh, we need to stick together to, to fight, the, the, you know, the basically the tyranny of this uh, new government that they're trying to push on us. I love it, Frankie. I love it. Hope I didn't yell anything obscene yeah. at you out the window back in the day. Thank you for calling the show. We used to cruise Harlem Avenue, cruise it, look for the girls we didn't know. I tell you, those were the days, squirrel. That's when Buick made a good car, though. Oh, good car. And Fords weren't toying around with electric scam artists, cell phones with wheels. Those were the days. And now we've got Germans talking about putting chips in your brain, which I can't get enough of. Thank you very much, Madam President. Uh, Ursula, uh, what speech, I mean, uh, comprising uh, so many such important issues. I just would uh, like to highlight uh, what you said about the European uh, CHIPS Act, because uh, it's an important step to create a physical brain for digitalization. 
Why don't you digitalize some of... I, I donate Fetterman. In Pennsylvania, when he had a choice to make his merchandise, the Oz label is on, he made it all in China. And how Start th- there. Chip that guy. I mean, he's a senator. Yes, we'll be back after the news. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Well, did they call it for Georgia They called the Reverend in a $6,000 suit. I got $5 in under 10 minutes. Takes slightly longer than it did the socialist fat slob trust fund baby that is now the governor of Illinois. Did you know, Squirrel, more than 90% of candidates, socialist candidates, won the 20 in the 2022 midterms? That's not a good sign for the country. My next guest spends a lot of time fighting socialism. He is a research fellow for Heartland's Socialism Research Center and the host of Heartland's In the Tank podcast, plus... Stopping Socialism TV. His name is Donald Kendall. Thank you for joining me, Donald. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for having me. Why can Americans not figure out that this collectivist, totalitarian ideology sucks? It doesn't work. It builds kings and slaves and nothing in the middle. Why can't they figure it out? I think uh, most of it is because they have a really good uh, promotion, a good marketing campaign that tells all of these people uh, all the things that they want to hear about how all of their shortcomings in life are uh, are the result of an unjust system that forced upon them with capitalism. And if we only just turn towards this more empathetic system of socialism, then everything would be great. And that's a message that resonates with, uh, you know, the youth of the country. What can I say? I think it's a religion. It's clearly a religion. It promises this utopia. If only you subjugate yourself to it and the leaders. I think that the imbeciles that support socialism are too stupid to read the history of the past failures and the murder and deaths that it has been attributed to, or the current events where every third world hellhole practices this same religion of a political scheme called socialism. Oh, well, you know that you've, you've heard the arguments, you've heard the responses to that just as much as I have, that, uh, oh, that wasn't true socialism. When we do it here, we're going to do it better, and we're going to have all the kinks worked out this time, and we're not going to have rivers of blood. No, 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 We're going to have systems in place to take care of the people that need the help and all of that. So they don't learn from the past. They just try to incorporate that into their future worldview. That's, that's, the, that's what they're doing here. Do you find the irony? That what is the real problem, aside from the fentanyl and the Sinaloa cartel and the new generation cartel that are the drug dealers of the border, but the reality is 7 million Venezuelans who are really refugees of socialists and socialism are, are fleeing because the government not only makes your life hopeless, but it actually kills you if you rebuke it. Do you think that maybe that'll wake up some of the modern socialists? Or do you think it's going to be like, no, we could do it better than the guy with the porno mustache? 
<laughs> yeah, that, that's that's what it always comes down to. You could point to any any uh, uh, reality place in history that failed uh, horribly when it comes to the, them trying to enact some type of socialism. Uh, you know, the, the the Cuba and the different crazy stuff going on in Cuba. Even though you have people like Michael Moore trying to praise their universal health care system down there, Please. or you could even talk about one of the places that they like to talk about, which is Sweden, which. Uh, you know, was got all their wealth because of capitalism, and then had a failed experiment with socialism back in what was it, the eighties and nineties, and, and then actually had to curtail all of that socialism, save for a few uh, social programs, and go back to free market principles. But you know, again, you bring that up to these people, and it, you know, it's just like water off a duck's back. They they're they're unfazed by it. It's that core message that I brought up at the beginning that this is an empathic system that has to be brought on to fight back against this unjust capitalist system. That's their core marching orders, and I don't know what argument can can break through that uh, for some. Well, when I was in school, Donald, they separated the morons. They put them in a separate class for morons. They gave them little kitty toys, and they called them special, and they made them ride on short buses. We somehow have pretended that everybody's normal and everybody's smart. And what I think we've done is intimidate and hold down those students that actually were smart. And we're giving degrees to morons, $28,000 a year to educate kids in the city of Chicago, and nobody can say the word ask from the teacher to the student. At what point do the smart people say, listen, we've had enough of you morons. You've got your hubs of success and socialism. They're all Democrat ghettos. Stay in them and let's get the hell out of here. Do I have hope for secession? Because that's what I'm promoting. And that's the only thing that I can say, see saves the future is if we just cut them loose. Well, on that front, I, I mean, we do at the Heartland Institute do focus on a number of things, one of those things being education policy. And we have noticed there has been a big growth in educational choice options throughout the country. Uh, but, you know, even in the uh, the example that you were painting there, you know, some of these kids in the, in the, in the special class, they could become senators in Pennsylvania. They are. And, you know, this is the other thing is that they would rather, and this is the part that fries me, in this country, the definition of greed is a man that wants to keep his own money. And the definition of virtue is the scoundrel that wants to strip it away from him. How can we just get back to definitions that matter and stop allowing the Fourth Reich to hide in a political ideology called Democrat? I mean that—that's the sixty thousand dollar question right there, and then you and you and I are both on the same journey to try to figure out what that message is. But there's one thing that I want to—I want to mention about this socialist watch paper um, that I want to get your take on because one of the results that we figured out—you you mentioned it right at the beginning—that ninety percent of these candidates that are featured in our list are endorsed by different socialist groups, whether that's the Democratic Socialists of America, our Revolution. Progressive Democrats of America, we notice that, again, super high success rate, 90%, not reflective of the, of the entire United States. But will we notice that all of these candidates, or the majority of them, were from very blue areas? And we realize that their strategy that they've been developing over the past couple of elections was to target these blue areas 
win the primaries using an active socialist base uh, to, to get past a moderate candidate or a relatively moderate candidate. So then when it came to the actual election, they're a shoo-in. That's their strategy. They're trying to create a big bullpen at a state level for all of these socialist-endorsed candidates so that, you know, as their career progresses, they can move up that political ladder. So it's, it's it's a really smart system that we're that oh, we're seeing brilliant. here, and one that's not reflected on the right side of the aisle. So I was just curious of what your thoughts were about that. They're more organized because people who are who are deceptive, people who are thieves, tend to travel in packs. Individual successful people reject packs. I hate organizations. You're never going to get me to go to a meeting. I, don't, I didn't partake in the Tea Party because I knew there were scoundrels that would represent themselves as saviors. And we have Adam Kinzinger and Joe Walsh from the, from the state of Illinois. And you have Lynn Cheney and other scoundrels that have folded in and now part of the, the crime syndicate of subsidy uh, uh, a subsidized future, and they partake in all of this, and they're supporters of government growth, because it's going to take a, an arrogant person who not is rich of money, but rich of character, that says, I want to tear it all down, even if I know I can benefit from a corrupt system. And, and that's the thing. You know, the irony is, the people who are capitalists, for the most part, aren't necessarily the best at playing the, the, the game of money. The, the real capitalist, when I was a kid, was the blue-collar guy. But they were also the guys who rejected organizations. And back then, when I was young, unions were recognized as as prosperity killers because they never incentivized true achievement. They promised mediocrity at very high revenue. And that's what's winning the argument today. The, the, the real problem is the character of the citizens in the 70s was far better than the character of the citizen in the year 2022 there were most people want to work up that mafia system of socialism and that's why the chicago sololinsky model was brilliant because it was very well organized yeah no it's crazy to see these results i mean it, it, the effect is that you get more socialists in these powers of position uh they're they're putting these things on their resume so they can climb up the political ladder as they uh as they get their foothold in these state levels and then it's also having the effect of pulling the Democratic Party further and further to the left. So, you know, the first one of these Socialist Watch reports we did was two elections ago in 2018. And their success rate was far shorter than 90 percent. It was about 40 percent. So uh, I think just in the past couple of elections, they've developed the strategy. And I think it's one that's winning for them. Well, we have yet to develop any strategy. In fact, we coexist. Right. We coexist with failure because we've always been afraid to mention it. For instance, you're entitled to nothing in this country but freedom. And I have yet to hear a Republican run on what I think is the major thing we need to pull out, the cornerstone of all socialism, and break apart the entitlement structure that the Americans pretend they're entitled to. So I want to have a Republican stand up and say, Social Security is a Ponzi scheme. It has never been what they sold it to you as. It is a slush fund of corruption that they never want to pay you. In the meantime, that money would be far better off in the hands of the earner. So we are going to destroy Social Security. Who's going to do that? Your your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> but I think guys like me and you need to need to t articulate that. Now you have the seniors that are on it, and they bought the scam, right? Mm -hmm. I paid into it. I deserve it. You need to come up with a structure that says, in this age group, my age group, right here, fifty-five. You owe me nothing. 
Give me back what I paid into it right now, and the deal's off. Oh, sure. And that's yeah, how you know, I've seen part. Right. I, I've seen some uh, reports on if you were to take the money that you're paying into Social Security and put it into a traditional uh, investment account, that your return at the end of that when you're going into retirement would be some t- something like 10 times bigger than what you're getting back in Social Security. Well, even that's if you, even if you take it and you blow people. it, you know what I mean? You could take it and blow it at the strip joint in fast cars. Who gives a rip? It's an issue of property rights to me. Absolutely. Does the government have the property rights over your income, regardless of what they tell you they're using it for? My answer is no, but it's going to take a principled people to make that argument. And then ultimately, you force them to admit what they are, fascists and Nazis, Mm -hmm. because they're comfortable stealing your money and directing your life. And at least admit what you are to me. Do not tell me that it's the land of the free and the home of the brave when we're slaves and cowards if we're not willing to make the argument. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and you and you and I and everyone on this side of the aisle are, are trying to push forward this message, you know, probably some more than others, but uh But what do you think of this? You know, we'll see what we can do. I first want to start with the scum Republicans because I can, it's easier to clean my own house than the house of my neighbor. So we need a litmus test for people to call themselves Republicans and throw the Mitch McConnell slack-jawed old lady face look and freak that he is out of the party. Let's start with leadership and tear it down from the top because, after all, we're supposed to be Republicans, right? Right, and, and that's kind of what we're seeing like with this report uh, on the other side of the aisle where the socialists, the big, the, the, the active... The, the active group uh, is getting in that ground level at that primary level, and they're ousting these you know, more moderate Democrats so that they can put in their people. And I'm wondering if that could be done on the right. It could. I think it could. And I'll tell you why. It can be done on the right with, ironically, those people who th- started out and thought that they were Democrats of the Kennedy era. Those are the people who we have a better chance of getting along with and starting a movement with than the Mitch McConnell, uh, Durkin, Brady. These are Illinois Republicans, scumbags who want to prostitute politics rather than have it be a representative republic. So I think the idea is to focus on these kids who say, well, I was a, my parents were Kennedy Democrats and I'm kind of a Democrat leaning and show them that the answer is never to turn to your abuser for help. Never to say at the end, if your philosophy breeds on government management and government control, it's a philosophy of corruption, and it's a philosophy of failure. And from that, purge the, either the Republican Party. It's either that or do what I wanted to do since the beginning and start the true liberal party. I'm a real liberal, and so are you. Right. And that maybe is the way to go. But to stop commingling with the, the abuser as help and stop turning to Republicans who are scum because they've realized there's a lot of money in being second place. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and one other thing before you let me go, because I've been listening to your show before I came on here, and if you're going to talk about Klaus Schwab <laughs> and the WEF, yep. you got to have me on, sir. All right, well, I would like, you're on, babe. What do you want? Klaus Schwab and the WEF and the, and, the brain tr- and the chip in the brain, why doesn't anybody talk how Klaus Schwab has his money? His father was the flamethrower manufacturer for the actual Nazis. Does that bother anybody but me? Uh, maybe it's just a couple of people, but I just saw a report just today talking about Yuval Harari, who is supposedly the right-hand man of Klaus Schwab. 
talking oh, about how the yeah. vast majority of the people in the world aren't necessary. Yeah. And if that message is coming from people like the Klaus Schwab's and the WEF, I don't understand why we're not paying attention to it. It explains why they would create a virus and then create a vaccine that caused more death than the virus itself. That would explain all of it. And maybe we should start mentioning these people in lawsuits if we can't get government to look into themselves and what exactly happened with the COVID and the vaccine that I think is leading to more death than COVID. What do you think of that? I will walk with you on that path, sir. I love it. And that's why you are always on my show. This is not... What is, what is this? got to be our fourth or fifth time. I was having you on when I filled in because I recognized how important it was to have you on from watching you on In the Tank pod, podcast and stopping Socialism TV. So I love it. And I and greatly I appreciate it. And you got, you're more than welcome, and I'll be more than welcome or more than happy to work with you on anything. He is Donald Kendall. You can see him at In the Tank podcast, or you can see him on Stopping Socialism TV and hear him on In the Tank podcast like I do. Thank you very much for coming on, brother. Thank you for having me. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Good workout song. Yeah, back in the 70s when they separated the morons. Go play with the blocks and trucks. Try not to break anything, dummies. Now they're elected to office. It's really a joke. And a man, you know, with, with you know, 10 gigantic mansions, you know, has uh, unwilling to talk about a, a willing wage. Now, we, we all have to make sure that everyone that works is able to. That's that's the most American bargain. And I believe they right. haven't have any businesses being being. Uh, he doesn't want to talk about Think about how much better off we'd be if he was in a small room with wooden trucks. Just play with the blocks, Fetterman. Cara, Florida. Hello? Cara? John, hi. I'm, hi. I'm so happy to hear you covered. What? I have been saying for years, we have nothing but useful idiots being created. I have seen stupid kid <laughs> after stupid kid get called smart growing up. <laughs> and I have seen the smart kids. Oh, they're dyslexic. They're yeah. this. They're yeah. that. And they elevate the stupid ones so they can become the Stacey Abrams of the in, world. In Chicago, I know you're calling from Florida. In Chicago, they got rid of grading kids. And when you see the teacher union, people come on. They come on in these big double XL shirts. The fat is hanging off of their body. And they cannot say the word ask. And these are the teachers. The problem is we not only told them they were smart, we allowed them to become teachers. And now morons are teaching kids how to be morons. And they're selling this ideology that is responsible for the deaths, the murder, the mayhem, and all of the third world hellholes. Some places that still don't have plumbing. We're allowing them to implement this ideology into our kids. And then they tell them about it's okay to dress in the other person's outfit. And before you know it, you have admirals who are men in women's admiral costumes. Thank you very much, Kara. I appreciate the call. Let's get there. Was, I played this yesterday, but this is from yesterday. I find this to be nauseating. For almost 40 years now, 
I have considered an honor to be a doctor. It's a man, baby. All right, go ahead. You know. For almost 40 years now, I have considered an honor to be a doctor. I believe in our role as healers. I believe in our role as truth tellers. Uh-huh. And the truth that we need to confront. The truth is you're a man. You have a Schwansteiger. Why are you wearing women's clothes? It's a man, baby. I know. Front now is that medicine and science are being politically perverted around this country. Politically perverted? That is the definition. That should be on your office door. This destroys human lives. And we have reached a tipping point for the role in medicine and civic life, for the health and well-being of LGBTQI plus youth. And health and well-being? You are a... a man, baby. Yes. You're not a madam. You're not an admiral. You're forever in Halloween. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. So the pro-baby murdering reverend, how many points is he up, Squirrel Hands? Six points. How many? 65 points? Oh, that's not good. That's not good. I don't care what, you know, he's obviously going to put the nail in the coffin, but no matter what, his swearing in will not be half as fun as Fetterman's. We have a preview for Fetterman's swearing in. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? (laughs) Senator Fetterman, Teresa Gold Coast. Hi, Sean. Hi. I loved your interview with Donald Kendall. I was talking with a friend today about the craziness of our country, and your interview with Donald Ken- Kendall was was our conversation. I mean, it went just like that. The idea I mean, when are we're... Americans going to wake up and fight back? I mean, there, there's no food left. You can't afford to, you know, <laughs> That's pay why your I rent or your mortgage. You're living on the street. What's going to take? I love it. Keep losing scumbags. Keep losing. And once, you're going to have to recognize the answer. Now, it's going to be pain for all of us. It truly is. That's why I say yeah. do it with a tan. I don't know what the hell you're doing in the Gold Coast. All right. I know. It's getting a little risky <laughs> out there. Those CPS yeah, Iowa students making things a little tough. You stay safe, Teresa, in the Gold Coast. Tony and Wheaton. Hello. Oh, when I heard saw Tony, I had optimism you were a woman. But okay, Tony, what do you got? Well, Sean, you know, I've been a follower of, of, the, of the networks and everything else like this for many years, and including listening yourself. The question that I have, Sean, is why don't the media, or why doesn't the media like on Fox and everything else, the other networks, get really aggressive in criticizing the people that they're not supported, that they don't care about, or... Excuse me, not, not care about it, but they don't. I'm, let me just. Tony, I want to play something I, I guess for you. What it is, I'd like to see, if you please. Uh, I remember when uh, Barney Frank, and back in 2007, when the market really went down, mm-hmm. Bill O'Reilly pointed his finger at the television and came right out and called Barney Frank a liar. Yeah. Why don't the other. Uh, why doesn't Fox do that with the. Uh, moderators that they had get more aggressive with these people. Rupert Murdoch's kids took over. Rupert Murdoch's kids are self-loathing 
rich trust fund babies. And then there's another reason. Tony, just hang on one second. Is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch, sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference. Brought to you by Pfizer. Because there is no media, Tony. There is, there is propagandists for the corporatism that this country has devolved into. So these news networks get their salaries, they get their money from the corporatists that are the oligarchs in this country. So if you're asking me why, because for that short time, Rupert Murdoch wanted to make a lot of money in a splash, and he did, because he let the leashes off of true reporters. Now they're back on. And now one of the greatest corporatists ever by the name of Paul Ryan, a step and fetch to the corruption Mm -hmm. in our government, sits on the board of Fox. So the reality is we have very small, very small networks that are not corporatized yet. For instance, our state, this company right here has Salem Now. And they have some good hosts that are trying to do that. So the answer is, Tony, because you've corrupted the media. The media is in the tank because that's who butters their bread. That's where their money comes from. You realize the money we're talking about, right? Pfizer just made a trillion dollars for giving a vaccine that isn't worth squat. In fact, it looks like it harms people. And now that information is squashed in this country. Ironically, in other countries, they're suing Pfizer, and they're going after it. So the answer is really in the question, because they declared themselves to be propagandists when when they collaborate with the corruption in our system. But then shouldn't it be, though, in the, in the context of what's going on, Sean, that they should walk the walk instead of talking the talk on the various networks? Tony, here's the blessing in your life. You sound like you've been around the block for a while. You saw it. <laughs> you saw it when it did stand for something. You were able right. to do that. Think about your grandkids. They'll never be able to I say do. that. They'll never be able to say that unless you tell them how it's supposed to be. Then maybe when they're your age, they can say, I remember when my grandfather told me about a media that had integrity, when a media that had honesty, a media that wanted to expose the corruption rather than partake in it. You know, I, I don't like Chris Wallace at all, and I disagreed with his father on a lot of things. I really did. Mm-hmm. But when you take a look at some of his old reporting, even where he put his opinion in, he wanted the truth. He wanted the answers. When you think of John Stossel, when you think of, mm-hmm. but that's once again, it's 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 what everything is. We are individuals. We are not equal. Some are better. Some have a better character. Some are more righteous. Most are not. That's the problem. We've allowed the losers to feel like winners, and then there lies the problem, but, Tony. But you know, it's it, it's kind of sad on the whole thing, Sean, because uh, I always say there's only been two times in America when we came together. And that was a depression because it affected everybody in this country and World War II because that also affected everybody. But people today are just taking a, a back seat to what's going on. It's almost like trying to describe error. Tony, you can't gonna... touch it, you can't smell it, you can't see it, you can't feel it. But if I start choking you, you'll know what it's like not to have error. And that's why we got to accept the... the pain. The pain is coming. We're going to have to accept it. But I, I think you're forgetting about a third time. You're forgetting about a third time when this when country, 49, 49 states supported one 
man. Those who would be heroes trying to reduce deficits by raising taxes are not heroes. They have not addressed the point I made in the State of the Union. Whether government borrows or increases taxes, it will be taking the same amount of money from the private economy in either way. That's too much. We must bring down government spending to a level where it cannot interfere with the ability of the economy to grow. The Congress must stop fiddling and pass a constitutional amendment requiring a balanced federal budget. So can it happen again? I think it can. But it's going to take a unique individual, somebody who is selfless when it comes to enriching himself through corruption and stand for a principle. He's not out there that we can see. But he may be. Stay optimistic, because you are like that. We need somebody like you. We need somebody like you're referring to and like you remember. Robert Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean. Reagan was a great man, that's for sure. Yeah, and he had a rat vice president who I hope is burning in hell. Go ahead. Yeah, well, hey, listen to this one. This is oh, this will make your shoes curl up. We're going to church on Sunday. We find out we're going by the decorations. I thought they were blown over. That's... What happened, long story short, somebody destroyed the nativity scene at our church, basically. Destroyed four of the figurines. Then a friend of mine told me today at work, he said that somebody at the Marauders attacked his church, nativity scene, they spray painted them, look good. They cleaned them up, put it back up. Then they came back and broke them up and destroyed them. So you got to have a attack dog. Well, you know how I spent the day after Thanksgiving in Elmwood Park? I drove around with a couple of Elmwood Parkers, a couple of crossbows. We smoked some cigars, and we went looking for vandals. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Sally Fields calls the Dobbs decision uncivilized. The Dobbs decision which overturned the national acceptance of killing the babies. Because it's very civilized to kill your babies. You don't like what's in your checking account? Kill the baby. After all... Very civilized. She thinks it's criminal. Well, Sally, you made your career and your money reading the thoughts of someone else. So shut up and read what someone else thinks, okay, dummy? By the way, you age like cheese. In the meantime, let's feel good. The spendthrifts who mangled America with the nightmare of double-digit inflation, record interest rates, unfair tax increases, too much regulation, credit controls, farm embargoes, gas lines, no growth at home, weakness abroad, and phony excuses about malaise are the last people who should be giving sermonettes about fairness and compassion. What do you think, Sally Field? Shut up! Walk around like you did in Hooper in some short shorts. In the meantime, nobody cares what you think. Hag. David and Lansing. Hey, Sean. Uh, almost every show you bring up the problem of the dumb people that are following the Democrats. Yeah, those are the same ones that want to fund Nazis in Ukraine. Go ahead. Right. I think I have a solution. All right. Uh, we teach all, we require all CPS students... To make it past sixth grade, you must recite this quote. You must 
Memorize it. It's by Alexander Teitler, somewhere in the early 1800s. Uh, a democracy cannot exist as a permanent form of government. It can only exist until the voters discover that they can vote themselves largesse from the public treasury. From that yeah. moment on, the moment the majority of always votes for the candidate promising yeah. the most benefits from the public You're treasury not get with the result that democracy always CPS student. over loose fiscal. You lost the CPS so student after the first five words, and that's why we don't have a democracy. We have a republic, and maybe we can remind them that we have federalism, which means the loser, scum, mafia-run states don't get the money from the good states. We could start there. I like that. And in the meantime, let's stay on a feel-good story, shall we? Although I don't know if it's a feel-good story. It's kind of a funny story. There was a show once called Justice for All. It was kind of a takeoff on uh, the People's Court or Judge Judy. And uh, somebody reminded me of this. Child in my People own love, they yell at each other. Oh, that's true. Ask him he's been married for how long? Over 20 years. Now, the judge is disputing between a husband and wife. He wants the kid more. The wife doesn't want the kid more. He says, I want the kids. And uh, she says, well, let's talk to the bailiff. He's been married 27 years. Child in my People own love, house. they yell at each other. No, but that's true. That Ask him he's been married for how long? Over 27 years. Over 27 Look at him, though. He look mad. <laughs> <laughs> you don't look happy, brother. You don't look happy. Min Chow, a former TV show bailiff and current Harris County deputy charged with his wife's murder, now ordered not to attend her funeral. Renard Spivey appeared before a judge today. He's facing very specific rules for his bond. The bailiff on TV went home and murdered the wife. Not very happy. Robert Oak Park. Yes, I don't know if you heard it right, Sean. Yeah. I don't know if you heard it right. Sally Field, the flying nun, I believe. Sally Fields, the flying nun, thinks of abortion is uncivilized and that she views it as criminal. Oh, come on, Robert. you got a reverend in Georgia who's going to get elected, and he's an advocate for killing babies. Welcome to the new Democrat Party. It's kind of like the old leadership in Germany. Around the 30s, they were socialists, too. They were going to deliver utopia. How'd that turn out? Not so good. I hope the Fourth Reich fails a little faster than the third rank. I'll be back in 21 hours. Have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.